0: Good morning from the Summit Responsible Solutions Studios. I'm Teresa Watkins. Welcome to Better Lawns and Gardens. I'm your host. I'm also a landscape designer, horticulturist, and garden author. And I love to help homeowners with their gardening questions. I would love to hear from you today. This is all about your questions today. You can give me a call. 1-800-888-888-455-2967. I don't have my tea. Good morning. How are you, Lizzie? I'm doing good. I almost ran downstairs to go get your tea for you, too. I know. I do have it. (laughs) Tony made me a lovely cup of tea this morning, and it's in my car. I will go get it at the break. But uh, it is a morning to be aware of because you hear the phrase red sky at night, sailor's delight, and red sky in morning, sailors take warning. And what did we see, Lizzie, on the drive-in?
1: It was red. It was gorgeous, though. It was It was gorgeous. so pretty with little gray highlights of the clouds.
0: It was beautiful. So we are going to get a lot of rain today early, early in this morning. They say around, you know, 10 o'clock it should be starting, and it's raining on the East Coast in some areas right now. And so what does that mean? Well, the weather has been exciting lately. We went through a really dry June. And uh, it it was interesting because it was the, um, uh, the, the, the longest time Jacksonville's gone without rainfall. So Jacksonville had a little bit of a dry spell, driest June on record. And usually our rainy season starts June 1st. And so they have caught up in the last few days and even seen a chance for flooding so you in north florida you're going to be getting lots of rain anywhere from three to four inches uh this weekend and it's just going to be lots of rain and we can use it so it's going to be good but what does that mean it means you need to turn off your irrigation sprinkler systems i was walking um at yards uh over this week and i'm seeing a lot of fungal issues And it's because we're not only getting the rainfall, but we're still watering. And that twice-a-week watering when we're getting two inches, one inch to two inches of rain a week, means that you're going to see those fungal issues starting. Also, too, when do you water? Uh, If your irrigation timer is on um, at 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock in the morning, 11 o'clock at night, you're going to see fungal issues starting because the longer your landscape stays wet, the longer the turf stays wet, the longer your shrubs stay wet, the more fungus issues, disease issues you're going to see. So you want to keep that that wet period within five hours. So irrigation systems should start between um, 6 o'clock in the morning, 5 to 6 o'clock in the morning, that way, it's going to dry off before 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock in the morning, and that's going to reduce your chances of, of susceptibility to disease issues. All right. Now, let's say you're in a community where everyone waters at 6 o'clock in the morning, which is okay. I mean, I hope so, but your water pressure is down. When do you water? If you want to water a little bit earlier or you know, uh, at 5 o'clock, 6 o'clock in the afternoon, uh, in the early evenings, that's okay as long as you're not over-watering. If you're only watering once every couple of weeks during the summertime when we go without water or we don't get that rainfall, that's going to be fine. But if you're watering often and you're watering uh, in the early evening and early in the morning, 1, 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock in the morning, then you're just going to get the disease issues. And I can tell you, it will happen overnight. Um, and you know, you cannot cure a fungus. You cannot cure it. You can only prevent it. What should they be
1: looking out for? Uh, like as a beginning stage, I mean, obviously you'll see fungus later on, but right.
0: Yeah. Well, what you should be looking out for is squishy lawns. Okay. So walk through your lawns and you really don't need to water. We get enough rainfall during the summertime. Irrigation systems can be shut off. So walk your, your lawn. If your grass blades, okay, so walk about 20 feet, then turn around and look at your footsteps. If your grass, you cannot see where you walked, then you don't need to irrigate, okay? So if your grass is springing right back up again, it has enough water in, its, in the blades. It is already, um, you know, absorbed it. It's got plenty of water. It's hydrated. Then uh, you don't need to irrigate. If you can see your footsteps in the turf that the grades that the um, blades have not popped back up in your turf, and it doesn't matter whether it's St. Augustine, even a zoysia grass, you'll see the foot imprint. Then, then you need to water. Okay, and it doesn't mean you need to overwater. One inch of irrigation a week will go down 20 inches in the soil
1: Now how do we unless we have like a rain measurement uh, how do we how can we determine how much water is coming out whenever you're watering?
0: Well that's a really good question Lizzie and it's you talk about calibrating your irrigation systems now that sounds really technical but it's as technical as getting a tuna fish can dog food cat food can. <laughs> Everybody eats most of one of those three things. And so then you mark one inch in the can and then you put it out into your zone. Pick one zone and you can put between eight to ten cans out. Space them out evenly and then time how long it takes to fill that can up to one inch. And that's how long you turn your irrigation sprinklers on for. And that's Enough to give you one inch of water. Now, if you're doing it twice a week, then it would be a half inch in that can and you turn it on for that amount of time. But lawn, you know, your turf can go one week, seven days without water. And if it can't, you have a spoiled lawn and you have done this yourself. Okay, so you just want to make sure that your landscape's getting one inch to an inch and a half of water. I'll give you two inches of water a week. Ooh, thank you. But you do not need any more than that. Got a great show for you today. If you'd like to give us a call, one or you can text me at 23680. I'm Teresa Watkins. If it's Saturday morning, you're listening to Better Lawns and Gardens and this is Florida's Talk and Entertainment Network.
2: this summer literally underinflated tires can overheat and endanger lives whether you're driving across town or across florida make sure your tires are properly inflated damage free and have adequate tread depth the trip to your destination can be half the fun so take your time and enjoy the ride the florida highway patrol reminds you to slow down and stay cool this summer brought to you by the florida department of highway safety and motor vehicles visit flhsmv.gov for more information
3: That's 802-341-4542.
4: Did you know the brain develops until you're 25? That means any drugs or alcohol you put into your body affect the way your brain develops. You need your brain for everything you do. Each time teens use drugs or alcohol increases the risk of damage to their brain and body, even death. You have the power to protect your brain. Use the facts about drugs and alcohol to make your future the best it can be. Check out thefactsyourfuture.org. Your future depends on it.
2: Let's be honest, judging others is easy. How often do we meet someone new and automatically judge them, basing their value on the world's criteria? God says that we're to look for Him in others, whether they appear ordinary or incredibly talented. In spite of the many different people and personalities, God displays something of Himself through each of us. If everyone we meet is made in the image of God, then we must treat them with dignity and honor, ourselves included. When we see God's image in others, it changes our response to those around us. Whenever we put people down or use people for our own good, whenever we cheat, gossip, or judge someone's worth based on race, class, or political opinion, we disrespect the image of God in them. Ask God for a perspective shift, because when we view ourselves and others through God's eyes, nothing looks the same. This is Bryant Wright, speaking right from My Heart.
4: the call is free to find out how low we can lower your car payment. Five minutes of your time right now could save you hundreds of dollars a year. Call Rate Genius now.
3: 800-811-7913. 800-811-7913. 7913 That's 800-811-7913. Not all applicants qualify for a loan or rate savings. Actual offer terms, including APR, are
4: determined at the time of your application based on creditworthiness, value of the vehicle, loan term, and other factors.
0: Good morning. Welcome back to Better Lawns and Gardens. I want to welcome everyone who gets up in the morning and drinks a cup of coffee and a cup of tea with us. And, you know, just they just start their day with Better Lawns and Gardens.
1: We have some of the best listeners, but I think that you were being a little, oh, I wish I had my tea. (laughs) So if you're out there drinking tea, drink one on Teresa.
0: That's so true. I, I, I will get through it. I will really handle it. But Lizzie, this week we had a lot of lightning. And I will tell you, I'm a big fan of lightning and thunder. I love it. Me too. And Me too. it's really interesting that after a rainstorm that you walk out and you can smell the chlorophyll in the air. You can smell the nitrogen in the air. That's and awesome. you can see the grass turning green. Have you ever noticed that the grass looks greener after a, a rainstorm? Very true. That's because the nitrogen ions in the atmosphere, they stick, they cluster together when they have the lightning. And the lightning fuses it together. And it's like fertilizing the lawn.
1: Well, now I got a question. Have you ever noticed that whenever you get caught in a rainstorm and then whenever it dries, your hair is super, super soft compared to normal? Yes. Why? Yeah, That's, that's
0: it? Yeah, that's it. You know, it's hmm. all those, you know, um, chemicals in the air that, you know add add to um, you know the the rain water washing your hair with rainwater is good there you go and so yes yeah, so you know when we're going through um, i have a question here on uh, uh, text messages if you'd like to give us a text message you can send it 23680 we're getting to those and your phone call 188 4552967 um and so um, if you are wanting to fertilize your lawn during the summertime there's a lo- there's a fertilizer ban out so you really can do it. It's a fertilizer ban for all, um, all plants, lawns, turf. If you have um, uh, fruit trees or vegetable gardens, you can usually, you know, fertilize those and raise beds and things like that. But you want to make sure that you don't fertilize before a rainstorm. You know, that was what we grew up with. Oh, here it's going to rain this afternoon. I better get the fertilizer down. And, you know, we just grew up thinking that. Uh, and seeing our parents do it and seeing the neighbors do it, and that's a really big no-no. If the neighbors do it, you just might want to check it out. You don't necessarily want to do everything the neighbors do uh, because it's usually wrong. And uh, But you always fertilize after a rainstorm, after a rainstorm where you can control the water if you need to put water, if the instruction labels say water, after applying, um, you know, a fertilizer or herbicide, you always want to do it after a rainstorm, not before. That's
1: a good point, Well, really. I mean, I can remember growing up and my dad saying, okay, well, we need to fertilize and before there's storm coming. And that makes sense because we don't know how much rain is going to get dumped.
0: And it comes down so quickly. So the first Correct. in the first 15 minutes of a storm, it's usually coming down so hard that it washes everything away on the surface. And so, you know, you can say, oh, well, I I don't know why my lawn didn't do anything because I fertilized. Well, did you fertilize right before a rainstorm and it washed it away and it never got down into the roots. So always fertilize after a rainstorm, never before. And you don't do it now during the summertime anyway. So, uh, you know, the next time we're going to be fertilizing is in uh, late September, September 30th. October 1st is when the fertilizer band gets um, lifted. And so, you know, during the heat of the summertime, the plants are growing. The turf is growing. If you do not like to mow your lawn, why are you fertilizing it <laughs> and telling it to grow? Because the HOA
1: is forcing these people to yeah. do it, I don't know. You
0: know, and so it's not necessary. So we have the nitrogen in the, in the atmosphere. We have the rainfall. We have the heat. Your lawn is going to grow. And so there's really um, no reason to put down fertilizer. And so that's a good thing. Now, an upper-level low is going to bring higher rain chances, like I said, this week. So lots of rainfall. I know Jim and Bob in uh, North Florida, uh, they're going to argue with me. But uh, the, the amount of rain, they ha- they did have a drought that spread into Georgia this week. And, uh, and so these conditions... Um, are getting lifted now because of the rainfall that they are getting. And so that's going to be good. South Florida, you're going to get um, you know, plenty of rain this week too as well. So just remember, one inch of water, you don't need to turn your irrigation system on. Now, what can you do if you think you're getting a fungus? Always do it preventatively. So if you get a fungus every year, go ahead, start in June, put down a fungicide. Then in July, you can reapply it. And that should get you through the summer with um, no, no uh, fungus issues. You can use uh, BioAdvanced Fungus Control for lawns, you know, or you can do Scott's Disease. They have a, a lawn, Disease X is their lawn uh, fungicide. And then Spectracide has Immunox Fungus plus insect control for lawns. And this week, again, walking the lawns, we have sod webworms in Florida here they are, you know, the cycle is uh, the, here. They are laying eggs. So, again, walking your lawns is a really good practice for homeowners and gardeners. Let you know what's going on in your turf. And so yesterday I was seeing uh, sod webworm moths coming up. And so you don't apply the grubicide uh, for, or the chemical for killing sod webworms when you see the worms or when you see the moths. They're laying eggs, and so if you put it down when the moths are flying, then it's going to, you know, um, it, it's going to erode. It's going to leach through, and it's not going to be there when the larvae start to eat your grass. So you want to wait two to three weeks after you see the highest amount of sod webworm moths. So if you're walking through your yard and you see one, two, three in your whole yard, no big whoop. But if you're starting to see 10, 15, 20, you see a little cloud coming up, then you wait two weeks and then you put down the pesticide.
1: Okay, what are they? Are they moths? Are they spiders? Are they worms? Because you have <laughs> a lot of information, uh, informational okay, name. So, what, what is so it?
0: The, the moths are flying, they're here, and they are laying the eggs that will uh, hatch into the larva. Okay. And the larva is what will eat the, um, your, your roots and, okay. okay. So, so it's a combination of it. So the life cycle, you know, you see the little egg, then it turns (laughs) into the larva, then it turns in, you know, it pupates and then it turns into the, into the, into the moth. And so, uh, you know, so, but, but it's just. Be aware, we can catch so many problems when it's a small problem. And look at your shrubs while you're doing that. Lift the leaves. See if you see some activity going on, something unusual. This is the time of the year you do not want to be cutting back your azaleas. You do not want to be cutting back your gardenias, your hydrangeas. You don't want to be cutting them back now. The time for that is over with. If you have a branch that's going wacko, and it's, you know, growing more than some of the other branches, you can clip one off. That's not saying you can't cut, you know, a a branch off. You can always take off branches um, of your shrubs and trees if they're going to be removed permanently. Okay, so let's say the tree has a low limb and you just want to take it off. You don't have to wait for a certain time of the year to do that. You can do that anytime. But as far as flowering shrubs for spring, you want to not cut them back anymore, okay? And so that's that's uh, a good thing to do. Now, um, we have our vegetable gardens right now are kind of at the end of their of the season. Uh, if you may still have tomatoes on the vine, lucky you, but the only um, tomatoes and peppers that are, are growing right now are the cherry tomatoes. You could have some peppers, you know, blooming right now, but in temperatures over eighty five degrees, regular tomatoes. Um, do not, um, you know, they do not get pollinated. And so cherry tomatoes do, but not regular tomatoes. And now's the time that you want to be buying the seeds uh, or starting transplants if you're saving seeds of your tomatoes that you have at home, which which is really easy to do. And so you can go ahead and start those now for transplanting in August. And so August is the start of our vegetable season for fall. And we'll be telling you about that, but now's the time to get those, those um, uh, seeds started. So, uh, hi, Teresa. Can you recommend what to do to control weeds, especially in Bermuda grass in garden beds? Is there a product sold at either a box store or a garden center? And many thanks. And they, they said they enjoy the show, and I love that. We enjoy having you out there, and that's wonderful. Okay, so weeds right now, uh, herbicides too hot to put down. You're going to um, hurt your grass. You're going to damage plants. If you put down herbicides when the temperatures are over 85 degrees, the um, Bermuda grass is going to be stronger, um, and the weeds are going to be stronger than the herbicide. It's your, your turf and your landscape that's going to suffer. So right now, the best way to do is cut it out, dig it up, pull it out. If You've got a weed in your lawn. This is the time to hire the next-door neighbor's little boy and give That's them some right. summer money uh, and say, can you pull the weeds? My kids, they used to moan, oh, mom, why do we have to pull weeds?
1: Because you're eating my groceries out of my house.
0: <laughs> and so they they would just moan. But I will tell you now that they have children of their own, they call and say, mom, it's so great, their kids are pulling weeds. <laughs> and I love that. So it's it's a good thing. But don't use any herbicides in the summertime unless you're wanting to kill whatever area you are to start a new garden bed or you're solarizing, then you can do that. Um, I have a thick, healthy yard of St. Augustine. Yay, go you. If I don't (laughs) run each zone for an hour, each zone twice a week, I get really bad dry patches I've watched and sprinklers are covering the yard equally. I hope someone gets your tea during the next break. (laughs) I I will get my tea during the next break. My husband's good enough to make it for me. Um, Okay, so here's the issue there. The symptoms for overwatering and underwatering are the same. They so are. If you water your zone twice a week and it starts to go dry, you have a short root system and you're creating the problem itself. Let the lawn, let the rainfall that we're getting now be enough. Let it go through that dry spell and push those roots down, you know, longer or deeper. Mother Nature knows how to grow grass, so let her do it. Okay, so if you'd like to give us a call, one 455 2967 or you can text us at 23680. Also, please go to our Facebook page. Lizzie, our Facebook page is growing. It really; It is. It's growing so well, and we love having all of you on uh, with us. You can ask your questions on our Facebook page, and that's Better Lawns. on. You can go BLG Radio. Just Google Better Lawns and Gardens, and you will find all of that information. We're going to be right back after a word from our sponsors. Uh, if you'd like to give us a call, one 455 2967 or you can text at 23680. I'm Teresa Watkins. You're listening to Better Lawns and Gardens, and this is Florida's Talk and Entertainment Network.
3: some extra money right now maybe 25,000 or more if you're a homeowner now is a perfect time to get cash out while homes in many neighborhoods like yours have gone up in value You can use the money for anything. It's yours. You can buy an investment property, pay off higher interest debt, or make home improvements. If you need $25,000, $50,000, or more, now is the time. Home values are up, and so is your equity. We offer you a way to use it. No need to use your savings. Call New American Funding now and see how much cash out you can get. Call 800-712-8082. 800-712-8082. 800-712-8082. That's 800-712-8082. NMLS 6606, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. This is not an offer or commitment to lend. Subject to borrower and property qualifications. Not all borrowers will qualify. Terms and conditions apply. Equal housing opportunity. Looking for cheap flights or cheap tickets? Call the low-cost airline Travel Hotline now for prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. We'll even save you money with cheap travel deals on hotels, rental cars, even complete travel packages. Call us first for the absolute cheapest prices on your... U.S. and international airline tickets and hotels. 802-341-4542. 802-341-4542. That's
4: 802-341-4542. Are you a homeowner and need extra cash to pay off debt, medical bills, education expenses? Or are you planning for retirement? Homeowners like us have most of our money tied up in our homes. But what good does it do if you can't access your money with a real-life checkbook? easy knock offers a new way of getting cash out of your home they buy it from you and you stay in your home as a renter and depending on your program you can also buy it back at any time if your credit score is not perfect don't worry easy knock can still help you get the cash you need if your home is valued at one hundred thousand dollars or more take five minutes of your time to learn how to convert the equity in your home into cash Give Easy Knock a Call right now. 800-382-7624.
3: 800-382-7624. 800-382-7624. That's 800-382-7624.
5: The old way of living with diabetes is a pain. You've got to remember to do your testing and always need to stick your fingers to test your blood sugar. Companies And Medicare, we offer free shipping, 90-day supplies, and we bill your insurance. Call us today for a free benefits check.
3: 800-513-1652. 800-513-1652. 800-513-1652. That's 800-513-1652.
4: If you're a diabetic, we have great news. You can end the painful finger sticks with a new CGM. Plus, they may be covered by Medicare, Medicaid, or private insurance. If you test and inject daily, you may qualify. Call
3: U.S. Med now to learn more. 800-513-1652. 800-513-1652. 800-513-1652. That's 800-513-1652. It has been said that everyone has a book in them. But do you have the time or the ability to write your book?
0: Good morning. Welcome back to Better Lawns and Gardens. I'm Teresa Watkins. I'm your host, landscape designer, um, horticulturist, and garden author. Thank you for joining us this morning. This is the time to get your questions answered that you've been thinking about all week. South Florida, I would love to hear from you. What's blooming in your area, what pests you are seeing. Uh, And so you can give us a call, 1-888-455-2967. Or you can text us at 23680. And it looks like Fl-
1: South Florida has chimed in. They have a text about <laughs> large lizards.
0: Large lizards. It goes, I'm in South Florida. Good morning. Thank you for calling. Where can I find large lizard traps? They are 12 inch long iguana lizards. Okay. And so um, this is the issue with trapping. Okay, and so the lizards, the iguanas are can be dangerous. So you got to be very careful in trapping them. But you can use, you can go to the box stores, or to pet stores, and you can get the animal traps that are long enough. You have to get a cage size that's big enough, and some of them are two feet long. So you have to get nice big ones. Um, but then once you have it, what are you going to do with it? <laughs> That's and the so, key. you know, you really, uh, to release an animal out in the wild, you need to make sure that you have a license or that you have permission of the owner of the property where you're releasing it from. It's against the law to do it in national parks and federal uh, park areas. And so, uh, or you can kill it. You know, and so those are your options is to trap them and, uh, you know, kill it. Or I would suggest the best way to do it is um, to, to get a professional to do it. Get yes. a wildlife control officer, you know, or a company, wildlife control company to do it for you. They have the licenses. They know how to do it. Either that or you just need to know a couple of good old boys that want to <laughs>
1: Well, they say that they're pretty good eating, so I'm not encouraging you to eat them, but no. that's what I've heard from a few people in yeah, South Florida, so yeah. I don't know.
0: <laughs> but uh, it's good to hear from you, South Florida, and you know, because in the wintertime, they freeze and they just drop to the ground.
1: Right, but then they wake up. They
0: do wake up. <laughs> <laughs> that's, it's so crazy, isn't it? Okay, so I love that you texted South Florida, so do that. So, good morning, Teresa. Could you let us know when it's appropriate to prune back avocado trees? is that after you pick the fruit, She's. I'd like to top off my two trees as they're getting too tall. And that's from Jean in Palm Bay. And she did everything correct. She gave us and, the question. She gave us her name. She gave us her location. Love it. And that's how we get really great answers to the questions. We know exactly what to do, Jean. So thank you very much. So the best time to do it is after you harvest. You can really cut the tree down to 10 to 15 feet tall. So you can whack a, a avocado tree back pretty hard after you harvest all the fruit. And you don't want to do it so late that you're going to push that new growth out for the wintertime. So, you know, right now is a good time to go ahead and do it, you know, July, August, September. I probably wouldn't do it after September.
1: When do avocados, like, really grow healthy? Like, well, right now? Right no. Now they How do, long does it take for them to produce?
0: Well, they, 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 they produce the flowers in the mm-hmm. springtime. Okay. And then it takes about 90 days to 120 days for them to grow and ripen. I love avocados. And I know I do, too. Don't you? I love them. They do so well here. Mm-hmm. You know, they do so well. And uh, so that, that leads me to my next... Oh, it's not an iguana. Okay, so South Florida takes it back. It's not an iguana. So it is an agama. Okay, so that was the correct spelling, an agama lizard. Um well, I would just say the same thing. You know, um, I don't know how big they get. I'll look that up in, during the break because I don't know what size they yeah, get.
1: Check with your local um, police department and county animal control first before you do anything.
0: Yeah. I, again, you know, these lizards get pretty big, so you don't yeah. want to get a bite or anything like that on it. And uh, if you want to, you know, put some fruit in there, they love the fruit. And <laughs> you, you'll you'll capture them real easy that way. So thank you for the clarification. Uh, so. I, okay, so the next message is a follow-up. I'm so glad you guys are listening. It's like we're having a conversation here. Uh, thank you for taking my question on controlling weeds in beds. As a follow-up, I heard that using vinegar can be effective. Any thoughts? And vinegar is effective, but it's also going to kill the grass too as well. So, you know, it just depends. If you're spot treating, that may be okay um, to do, but it's not going to permanently get rid of it you're really, what you're going to do is burn it. And so that's the difference between using herbicides, which will kill the weed, and even sometimes have a pre-emergent, you know, combined with it so that it will prevent it from coming back. Vinegar is going to kill it, but you don't know if it's going to get all the way down to the root and not prevent it to come back. So, you know, in the cracks of... um, you know, sidewalks and stuff like that, you know, yeah, you can do that because it's not, you can just keep spraying it until it actually dies. Yeah, probably. You
1: keep testing it over and over. But how would you use a vinegar mixture if you kind of wanted to go that route? Um, Would you mix it with some water also or just do solid vinegar? I would do
0: solid vinegar. Okay. Okay, And and, and so the vinegar too is very acidic. So it's going to change the pH. It's going to zap it and, you know, and destroy it. But is it going to prevent it from, or is it going to completely kill it right. or just make it sick, you know? And you don't want to torture weeds. Let's just go ahead and get rid of them and, you know, go ahead and, and kill it and be done with it. You don't want it to go to seed. And that's the hard part is that, you know, the weeds in the summertime are growing as fast as the turf, if, if not faster. Don't let them go to seed. Make sure you're mowing your um, lawns so that the seeds, the weed seeds, do not you know, doesn't flower doesn't get the seeds. And also in the beds, you want to weed so that they don't go to flower. So if you're looking at a, at a at a garden bed that has a lot of weeds in it and you can see the flowers, you're just going to have a lot of work in front of you. You don't want to do that. Okay, so catch it before you do. Also to sod webworms, we talked about that, the grub sites. So um, you want to make sure this is a time. Again, always good maintenance of lawns means you're walking it on a regular basis. Good morning, Teresa. I live Anna here. Good morning, Anna. I live in Orlando and I have three elephant ear bulbs that I would like to plant outside my house. Can you please give me instructions on that? Yes. Um, I it Depends on what we're talking about. If you're talking about the taro, the big elephant ear ones, then I would not advise you planting them outside. I would advise you to plant them in a container large enough that it will look beautiful, but it's not going to spread. They're considered invasive, and we just don't recommend putting those big ones right into the ground. If it is one of the alocasias or colocasias that are have been uh, growing uh, commercially, then, then you can put those in the ground. They won't spread as much, but the taro, you don't want to do. Thank you for all your text questions. And your call, calls, we need calls, Lizzie. one You're listening to Better Lawns and Gardens. I'm Teresa Watkins, and this is Florida's Talk and Entertainment Network.
2: Two degrees every minute. That's how fast a car heats up in the Florida sun. And cracking a window open does very little to keep the vehicle cool. A child's body temperature can rise three to five times faster than adults. Never leave a child or a pet unattended in a vehicle, even for a short period of time. If you see a child or pet locked in a car, take immediate action and call 911. Every time you leave your vehicle, check for kids and pets. Brought to you by the Florida Department of Highway Safety and Motor Vehicles.
4: When was the last time you had a truly awesome nursery experience? A nursery and garden center with a huge selection and friendly expert advice. We're talking about Quality Green specialists in DeLand. At Quality Green, we have your favorite plants, fruit trees, flowers, vegetables, and herbs. Plus, with our 8011 fertilizer, organic azomite, and composted soil, your garden will look its very best. Great plants, sustainable products, friendly expert advice. 335 West Michigan Avenue, DeLand. And online at qualitygreenspecialist.com. Virtual meetings glitching, videos endlessly buffering, web pages never loading. The state of Florida has launched an anonymous statewide internet speed test to identify broadband internet availability in Florida communities. Take the state of Florida's official one-minute speed test at FasterFlorida.org. That's FasterFlorida.org to help improve internet speeds throughout the state. FasterFlorida.org. Hey, Bill, how's it going?
2: I'm fine, Bob. I just wish I were ready for mosquito season. Well, that's why I bought Summit Mosquito Dunks. Summit Mosquito Dunks? Yep, they kill a mosquito larvae before they're old enough to bite. How about that? Well, I guess I'm off to the store. Help protect yourself and your family from diseases caused by mosquitoes with Summit Mosquito Dunks.
4: Available at garden centers, hardware stores, and online at SummitResponsibleSolutions.com. That's SummitResponsibleSolutions.com. Life can be full of risks.
0: Welcome back to Better Lawns and Gardens. I'm Teresa Watkins, and this is a time to get your questions answered. If you love gardening, you have a passion, you can let me know what's growing in your yard. South Florida, Miami, St. Petersburg, West Palm Beach, we'd love to hear from you and uh, find out what's going on down there. North Florida, we'd love to hear from you this morning and let us know how you're handling it. And it's going to be lovely on the East Coast. Lots of rain this morning, red skies at night, sailors delight, red skies in morning, sailors take warning. But we're going to have some storms today, but we need it. We need the rain, so enjoy. Just spend the day. Uh, and you know planning your fall garden that would be a great way to do it and then tomorrow we're gonna have rain again so turn those irrigation systems off so let's go to our text line uh let's see um we do not be we cannot take pictures on our text line lizzie that's a good point right so if you have a, a photo that you would like to send me and and, and and a garden photo. I should clarify. Uh, you can t- t- uh, email me at Teresa T E R E S A dot Watkins W A T K I N S at live dot com. Teresa dot Watkins at live dot com. I have a message here that says, "Lizzie, my
1: hibiscus plant has taken off, and I need to trim it back." Is it okay to do it at this time?
0: Yes, it is. I always suggest cutting back hibiscus twice a year. Once in February after all the freezes are gone, late February, and then another time in July or August. And I try to do it right before I go on vacation, so it looks whacked, like a bad haircut. I was going to say, how far back do you need to cut it? Well, you can always cut plants back by a third without hurting it. Okay, so you can cut it back by a third in height, a third in density, Um, and you know, so, you know, a third in the width, you can cut it back by a third and not hurt it.
1: Now, what if it's obnoxiously overgrown? How far back should you cut it that it won't send it into shock or kill it?
0: Um, well, it's going to send it into a little bit of a shock, you know, but when you cut things back, you stimulate growth. And so I would say, you know, keeping it at three to four feet tall. So if it's seven, eight feet tall, Cutting it down to three to four feet, which is half of its height, is not going to damage it, especially if it's established. And, if and it, usually if it's like eight feet tall, it's established. And if you're not sure
1: about three to four feet tall, find what, about an eight-year-old child and have them stand next to it? And that's your <laughs> measurement maybe? I don't know. Don't
0: cut the child. You know? <laughs> <All right>. so, <laughs> move the child before the weed whacker or the, the hedge <laughs> pruners. You can use those. All right. So, <laughs> Okay, so Stan and Barto. good morning, Stan. Only a matter of time before every Florida county adopts year-round pest, herbicide, fertilizer bans, untreated lawns look as good as stinky treated ones. Uh, Can't we both save ourselves along with the manatees? Well, you know, here's my uh, opinion on that, and this is my experience. Everything that is on the shelf that we can buy for use in our landscapes is safe when used only when necessary and according to the label. That's the
1: thing. People don't follow the labels or read the area where you're not supposed to exactly. spray or when, whenever you have exactly. a waterfall.
0: It's we're, we're taking these chemicals off the market, not because they are necessarily bad, but because we can't control people. And it says only use once a year or twice a year. And people are using it every month. So it's showing up in our water supply, or it's damaging you know certain areas you know of our our habitats and so it's important to understand that reading the label is fine and when we're talking about you know chemicals and use of that, we just have to remember all the chemicals that we do need, we do need to use salt. we do need to have h two o and those are chemicals. So when we think about chemicals, we need to get out of the Um, you know, the the harsh opinions of them and think about what is really going on and what the science is. And so, you know, just all the products on the market are safe when used only as necessary and according to the label.
1: And there's a lot of information on the label that people don't continue to read as where are you near water? Uh, Do you have heavy rains coming up? Just different things. The temperature,
0: you know, yes. what is your temperature in your zone? What zone are you in? Are you using the right light? You know, zones because what we use up north, um, it, and it could be by the same company, mm-hmm. you can't use here in Florida. Correct. So it's it's important for people who are coming back and forth from north to the south. Uh, that they don't bring products down from up north and think they can use them here in Florida and think their landscape's going to survive.
1: My dad was bad about that. He was <laughs> from Maine and he would do that. He would just assume that whatever you could use in New England, you could use down here in Florida. so
0: right. No, you've got to read the label. and you can always contact your extension company or here's the really good you know piece of information on every chemical bottle, on every label is an 800 number. And you can call the company directly and they will answer all of your questions. Good point. Yeah, so, you know, if you have a question and it's not Saturday morning and you're not listening to me, (laughs) then you can, you know, Better Lawns and Gardens, then you can call the company. Uh, So how do you care for an olive tree and when does it blossom? Well, olive trees grow really well here in Central Florida and in South Florida and they do very well. Um, And so their care is pretty easy, you know, full sun, you know, um, proper moisture. So I would say, you know, once it's established, you know, rainfall is good once or twice a week during dry periods. And then, of course, you know, um, um, the proper time to fertilize. Okay, so you're going to need to have it be on a regular basis because you're, you're growing flowers and fruit on a tree. And so you're going to want it to fertilize it correctly. Now, uh, when does it blossom? Well, it can blossom here in Florida as early as February 20th, the uh, mid, mid-partion mid of February. But usually it's April and May is when they bloom. And you have to know that pruning them back is good because olive trees only bear one fruit, which is called a droop, on uh, a branch one time. Oh, Okay. Okay. so when you cut it, you're going to produce more branches and then those will get fruit.
1: Now, does it need a mate?
0: It depends on the type of uh, olive tree you have. The oleo europeana uh, doesn't need one. It's self-fertilizing, but some of the other uh, varieties do need to have. Olive trees are wind pollinated for the most part. Mm. And so the wind, um, it helps now to have more olive trees. Um, and then that's going to spread the pollen, you know, with the wind a little bit more, but um, not, not for all varieties. The Ole, Oleo Europeana does not need one.
1: You just made my day, and my husband is going to be so mad at you, just so you know. Heads up, because <laughs> I love olives, and I love putting olives in my margaritas, which if yes. you've never tried them, try them. Oh, I've got and to. And now I have a little pasture out back where the pumpkins have decided to grow fungus again, and I'm going to uproot them, and I'm going to put olive
0: trees. Oh, there you go. Now, see, in Eustace, olive trees do very well. So, you know, uh, Lake County has really great, um uh, ability to uh uh to, to grow olive trees so central Florida is lucky that in that way so what can you be growing this time of the year? Most of all of your uh flowering plants your plumbagos your hibiscus your gardenias you know roses do very well here in Florida especially your, um, you know, low maintenance roses, like your drift roses, your knockout roses, but also too the David Austin roses. And in fact, next week, I am going to have the Redneck Rosarian. He is going to be with us live next week. And uh, you're going to want to hear all of his tips on growing roses. Let's go to the call. We got Richard in, um, let's see, in Winter Park. Good morning, Richard. How can I help?
6: Good morning, Teresa. Um, My backyard um, backs up on a conservation event, and a couple years ago I noticed in back of my neighbor's yard, had some really tall, they kind of look like sunflowers, but they're like 20 to 30 feet tall, Mm -hmm. and last week I had one or two of these growing in my yard. They get really, really tall, and I, I cut them down as low as I could, and this year they are like, all over my yard, they're like, Taking over my yard, and yeah. I don't know how to get rid of them. Do you right. know what I
0: can do? Well, um, what is there? Um, so you're going to, um, so you're going up to a conservation area, um, and is it a wet conservation area or dry?
6: It's it's pretty much dry you know, okay. where, where my yard is located. Way back in the middle, it's it's wet. But
0: okay. It's, and it's do you dry. have do you have turf back there, or is it just a sunflower?
6: Uh, well, I have. You know, um, I, I don't have any turf. It, it's it's these um, huge sunflowers, yeah. and I have, like, you know, I have other plants uh, growing. I have a couple of um, fish ponds, you know, yeah. uh, growing.
0: I, I would be but careful. They, like, <laughs> yeah. Right. I would be careful. Um, you're just going to have to make sure that they don't go to bloom, and you can use herbicides on them. Uh, they are very invasive, and I don't—these uh, are the Brazilian uh, sunflowers, so— um, I've got to okay. run, Richard, but you can use an herbicide on them, but I would wait until um, I would cut them down and keep them from blooming so the seeds don't get growing next year, okay?
6: Okay, great. All right. Thank, thank you, you for Richard. Me. I'm, I'm sorry. For,
0: thank you for listening. We love that you're out there. You're listening to Better Lawns and Gardens. I'm Teresa Watkins, and this is Florida's Talk and Entertainment Network.
2: Camaraderie got Miguel through Iraq and Afghanistan.
6: Broke out between...
2: Back home, it saved his life. The support of his fellow veterans gave Miguel the connection and resources he needed to adjust to civilian life. Now, he's paying that forward at the Florida Veterans Support Line. Call 1 844 MyFLVet, confidential 24 7. If you or someone you love needs help, call me. I've been there.
4: Life can be full of risks.